वॉट कैन बी सी और मोदी गवर्नमेंट अवार्ड ऑफ भारत रत्न टू एल के अडवाणी लालकृष्ण अडवाणी फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल दैट इन ए प्योरली पोलिटिकल सेंस बिकॉज ही इज द बिल्डर ऑफ द मॉडर्न बीजेपी इनफैक्ट ही इज द बिल्डर ऑफ द बीजेपी इट वॉज एट हिज हैंड्स दैट बीजेपी वॉज रिसेलेक्टेड इनफैक्ट जनसंघ वॉज रिसेलेक्टेड इन इट्स न्यू अवतार एज द बीजेपी ही इज द ही इज द आर्किटेक्ट और ही इज द he is the doctor who delivered it or maybe he is he is at least one of the parents also in which you will say you will say that he adwani some of the others they together parented the new bjp post post the demise of the janasangh now for all of the service that he has rendered to his party and also the great political impactful political role that he has played he did deserve the award that is got particularly when his own party is in power or i would say the party that he has brought into power is in power that's because almost everybody who rose in the bjp almost everybody at least from 1985 onwards everybody who rose in the in the bjp came out of the school or the university of which mr advani was the dean vice chancellor chancellor professor whatever you may call it he was that link between the rss which is the main nursery from where where the bjp gets its talent and and then in the school of politics so so from say class 12 level in politics that's the rss to graduation post graduation super specialization so on and so forth so whether it's arun jetli pramod mahajan venkaiya naidu after that sushma swaraj and you can keep counting shivraj singh chauhan Vasundhara Rajay at least had an ancestry, but the others did not have, including now Narendra Modi. All of them grew in that school, college, and university of politics, which L K Advani ran for these decades, and that's the reason I say he was the most consequential politician in India in the 25 years until Narendra Modi rose to power in 2014. We say 25 years because 1989 is when he brought the Congress party down from its high horse of 414, 15, depending on how you count it, to less than just a little bit less than 200. And Congress lost power and has never got a majority back again. In fact, India then waited a long time. India waited for. 25 years for any party to get a majority and that was his party and where mr advani started his party was with the strength of two in the 1984 election and we know that it was in 1980 after the general elections where mrs gandhi came back with a bang that is when the bjp was launched as a new avatar of the janasangh and once again mr advani was the key figure in doing that and since then he led the party so not only did he lead the party to power but he also contributed to or maybe he led the campaign to redefine india's politics and india's politics has been redefined to the extent as we keep saying again and again and again and again to when from when for 50 years or 60 years congress party was the pole around which all the rest played politics Indian politics has been unipolar always. It was earlier; it ran around the Congress pole. Now it's running around the BJP pole. That's how everybody is trying to unite against the BJP. They are not quite succeeding as yet at this point. But he he led the campaign one to make the BJP legitimate, two to convince people of India that coalitions could survive, three to also take away the BJP's 
untouchability because too many parties in India looked at the BJP as untouchable. He began changing that and look at the situation now and look at where he brought the BJP by the time the third Vajpayee coalition, Vajpayee-led coalition was in power. In fact, I would say Vajpayee-Advani-led coalition was in power. That said, that said, there is, a, there is also a lot about him. No public figure is perfect. He got a lot of things right. He also did not get a lot of th things right. And one of those reflects in the way he's been left out in the cold for the past many years in what is called as the Mark Darshak Mandal. There were no speeches mentioning him, even at the consecration at the Pran Pratishthan. It's as if the history of the campaign he le led has now been put away by this BJP and this RSS as one of the quote-unquote glorious chapters of his history, but in the past. That doesn't need as, as much acknowledgement at this point. But it's also a tribute to Mr. Advani's personality, also the fact that the rank and file of, of the BJP do, do remember his role and also that in the party with whatever flaws you might say, and you might say this is dictatorial, that's dictatorial, but internally, the BJP and the RSS have a, have a degree of democracy that runs within there. So when they face a pushback from their cadres, from their followers, they respond to that. And that's how Mr. Advani has got this Bharat Ratna. The other great quality about Mr. Advani is that he, among all the contemporary leaders that I have interacted with, has been the most open-minded to criticism. So I personally might have written and said very critical things about him, but he would never cut you off. In fact, his line always was that a critic is not an enemy. In fact, in one of the Walk the Talk interviews with me, he said the difference between us and Sonia Gandhi's Congress party is that when a party is in the opposition and we are in power or when we don't agree with a party, we are on the other side, we, we see them as rivals or we see them in a competitive way. Whereas Congress party sees us as enemies and that is the difference. Now, whether, whether that applies to the BJP all the time or not, the fact is that to Mr. Advani, it always did. So his doors, his doors, I'm saying metaphorically, his doors were always open to everybody, including critic, critics and especially critics. And very often when he disagreed with, with you or very often if you wrote something or said something uh, that was critical of him, he would he would engage with you. Either he would either get on the phone and speak with you, or he will call you and, and sit you down and give you his point of view. That is why I wrote something about him in 2009. That is when the BJP had lost, the, the UPA had won its second mandate with a larger number. Mr. Advani was projected as the prime ministerial candidate, which in my view was a mistake. He was already old for that job. And he had already been defeated in 2004. He had never been number one. So for, for the party to go with him as prime ministerial candidate was, a mis was an error. And yet, even after that, he did not give up. So in 2009, I wrote an article, a National Interest article, which was headlined, Making of the Flop Purush. It was published on 30th of August, 2009. And I will tell you what I said and many of those things still stand and that's the reason I am bringing it back to you. Politically, therefore, I think that the 2009 defeat to the UPA or UPA's return with even larger numbers than in 2004 
that had finished Mr. Advani's competitive political career. And he should have seen that writing on the wall because, because he had led the party in 2009. And by this time, another leader had begun to rise who obviously had much greater following in the rank and file of the, of the BJP. So I see 2009, the 2000 election is a turning point in his life. He, he would have been better off or he would have been wiser at that point to go into the Mark Darshak role in his party. He would have then probably had a better fading away from the political scene than he got in the end. On the other hand, he contested even in 2014. He should have seen the writing on the wall in 2013 as Narendra Modi was anointed as prime ministerial candidate. He should have known that after that, he did not really have a competitive future in politics, but he did not quite see it that way. And those are the errors which I think he made. And that's the reason the assessment I made of him after the defeat in 2009, that pretty much sums up the competitive part of his political career. It can be nobody's case. I said then and I'll say now that LK Dwani lacks political intellect, guile or commitment. For three and a half decades until 2009, since he arrived on the national center stage with his arrest during the emergency and the elevation as INB minister in the first non-Congress government in 1977, the Janta government, he has been one of the most prominent success stories of our politics. He has been one of the few truly self-made leaders to have attained such a high position, which is particularly remarkable because unlike many others, Murarji, Chandrasekhar, VP Singh, and even Mamta Banerjee, he did not use the Congress fast track ever. He was, in some ways, he was truly an original. All the others that I mentioned, they joined the Congress party, reached a certain level, riding, riding that party's train, and then got out. LK Advani, on the other hand, in so many days, was truly an original. Nobody who could resurrect a party from the train wreck of the Janata in 1980 and then lift it from two seats in 1984 to 200 in 1999 and to national power for six years then can be written off by history. Yet you would wonder why we are using the expression has been or we have been using the expressions has been about him so many times is a, even as we list list out his many positive attributes and successes. This was an assessment in 2009. Even the finest, even the finest political minds do not get their instincts right all the time. This is particularly so when it comes to choosing a time to call it a day. Advani missed his moment to bow out honorably when the 2009 election results came. He offered to quit. He allowed those around him the same cynical coterie that he, that he should hold responsible for so brutally damage his image and his political legacy to persuade him to hang on. Hang on to? Hang on to? And for what? They did not tell him. And it seems he did not bother to ask. The bid for prime ministership over forever in 2009, it was entirely up to him to earn a well-deserved farewell with dignity. His CV for half a century in political life would have still been formidable. But he did not and had brought himself to such a pass in 2000, post-2009 and now. When he was accused of lying then by one of his closest associates of having his memory fail him and of being weak by his many party men. This is when the party was going through many controversies because they, they were defeated. 
this must have hurt him. One unusual thing about Advani, the politician, is that unlike the cynical, thick-skinned that decades in public life help you grow, he is actually genuinely quite a sensitive person. Unlike many in his business who would who would laugh a crisis of this sort away, the crisis that he faced post-2009, Advani would brood because he also weighs himself on a scale of stature, respect and legacy. If his, if his own colleagues now were questioning his integrity, memory, strength and conviction, it must have hurt him like hell. His minders told him that they were packaging him as a tough, they were packaging him as a tough, decisive leader in this election, 2009 election. That was fine. But he allowed them to go too far in suggesting that he was tough, not merely when compared to Manmohan Singh, but also when compared to Atal Bihari Vajpayee. It was for that reason that it was necessary to distance him from anything soft that was done by the NDA while, while giving him the full credit for anything tough or decisive. The Kandahar hijack and the capitulation of the NDA government then was one soft spot on, on their record. Similarly, walking out of the summit meeting in Agra was seen as an as an action of strength. So for one, from one, Advani was distanced. For the other, he was given more credit than was due. A little nuance, his minders told him, would do him no harm if it could convince people that at least he was not aware that Jaswant Singh was going on that plane with the terrorists. That image, that the memory of that humiliation was indefensible and Advani had to be protected. He erred greatly in letting his people build this fiction and that's how his close colleague called him a liar. It is, it is at moments like these that a leader is tested. He should have said that his shoulders are broad enough to take responsibility for whatever happened. Also, while nobody can run his politics like Raja Harish Chandra, Satyavadi Raja Harish Chandra these days, there is something morally and tactically wrong with a prevarication so cynical it camouflages your own responsibility and puts the blame on your own colleagues instead. As long as there was the promise of a return to power, those colleagues or those hangers-on were willing, willing to take the rap, willing for him to take the rap. Why should they now continue to do so? Defeat, as we know, is an orphan because after that, they all started targeting him. And orphans of defeat also have only one game left to play every man for himself. Advani and Vajpayee had a, they, they had had a remarkable relationship of love and respect. I had once described them as an old couple who argue all the time, but, but one would never do anything the other doesn't want. Maybe a better way to describe the relationship is also as siblings, spouses or siblings. Like, like siblings who love each other, but also harbor healthy rivalry. Many in the BJP and particularly those around Advani were quick to draw historic parallels with Nehru and Patel. Both die-hard congressmen, but one soft and the other hard. One a believer in harder secularism and the other not shy of his Hindu identity. It is a great irony that while they occupy opposite ideological poles, the BJP leadership still draws inspiration, even personal comparisons with the Congress leaders of the past. So, Advani Vajpayee, Nehru Patel. Advani's spin doctors tried to paint him as the new Sadar Patel and that is what led to a series of blunders. Advani 
erred not merely in letting them take over his politics, but his life in general as he grew older. Some of the same lot would hang around him even when he was in government, merrily dropping his name to feather their own nests, rent-seeking or power-broking, even to get their articles published. They would call business people, party leaders, particularly chief ministers, BJP chief ministers or NDA chief ministers with patronage to dole out, and even senior journalists, senior editors from his office and home, home phone numbers, and preface the conversation with, usually, usually with, and I quote, I'm calling from Advani ji's home. Or Advani ji was saying, many of the same people hung on to him because even after the power was lost at the center, the party still controlled eight states. These low-level operators using his name made him no friends and frankly lost him many. If Advani had chosen better company, he would not have he would not have gone against his grain on the nuclear deal, for example. That was his biggest humiliation. And then, because one bad judgment is usually followed by many more, he joined hands with his most vicious ideological adversaries, the left and the BSP, Mayavati's BSP, in trying to bring down the government of Manmohan Singh. If Advani had not suspended his own formidable political instinct, he would have known this was a lose, 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 lose game for him. If the government had fallen, Mayavati would have emerged as a giant, giant killer and a likely prime minister in a rampaging third front coalition led by the left. If the government survived, he and the NDA would go to the polls as recent losers, which is what happened. But he went ahead, even allowing the totally misplaced cash for in fact, I would use something stronger than misplaced, cash for votes operation and, is, and was then paying for it. You have heard offer of somebody snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. This was a remarkable case of somebody snatching someone else's defeat. This should have been left and the so-called third front's defeat, but he snatched it, left and BSP's defeat. What should have been the left Mayavati third front defeat actually became Madhwani's and BJP's, mainly because they put so much capital behind that idiotic sting operation. And instinctively, what a poor decision that opposition to the nuclear deal was is evident from the fact that as soon as Narendra Modi became prime minister, he not, not only accepted the nuclear deal, but actually accelerated it and accelerated the larger partnership and relationship with the US. So instinctively, politically, ideologically, that was a wrong thing to do, not something we have seen Adwani do often because he was true to his ideology always. In this case, in this case, he became too cynical to even forget that one point and took a position, fought a major battle or maybe a major war on a wrong point, morally, <coughs> ideologically, and politically, and lost out. That finished his political ambitions. Manishankar Iyer upbraided me in a TV discussion in that week, in that week in 2009, for having said that I have not known Advani to either tell lies or to have a weak or a convenient memory. How can, how can anybody say that when Advani's own colleagues are questioning both, he asked. Let me now venture to say one more thing that deep down, Advani is a sensitive and introspective man. And I had hoped that someday soon, someday soon, when political stakes were lower, he will reflect on how and why 
how and why did the script go so wrong and give us honest answers. Probably the time for that has gone. I was hoping that will come in the next edition of his autobiography. That may not happen now. I think this Bharat Ratna to that extent is the final prize for LK Advani for a remarkable almost seven decade, seven decade political career.